Yes. My name is Diana Owens, present with me is the production manager, Mr. Chuck Stewart. And we will be interviewing one of our local historians today, Mr. Harold White. Welcome aboard, Harold. And we thank you for participating in this important gathering of African-American history in Hope Sound today. An important part of this collection of oral history is to divide to our audience, more importantly, the wider facts about why and when black pioneers came to settle in Hope Sound. We will ask or talk about those who used to use the land that they acquired for farming, those who acquired jobs working in the citrus, fruit, vegetables, nurseries, in and around Hope Sound. We will talk about those who came here to work on the railroad or perhaps the riverboats. And finally, those who came to Hope Sound seeking better pay and job opportunities that Jupiter Island offered. As Hope Sound became more populated in the back then in the segregated society, the blacks who settled here needed themselves domestically and collateral with services. And for blacks to provide those services to both blacks and whites, we will talk and ask about black businesses, juke joints, grocery stores, dry cleaners, hair salons, restaurants, trash and garbage services, tree trimmers, auto repair, gas stations, taxi service, or whatever else you have to tell us. Meaning the names of families who farmed in and around Hope Sound, whether or not they farmed on their own land or someone else's land before the tourist industry, like Jupiter Island Private Homes and the Hope Sound Company that began to hire black men and women who lived in Hope Sound. As always, we will discuss American history is not complete when we don't talk about our ancestries, ancestors, I can't even talk, family life, you, yourself, living in your community as a child and as an adult is an important event in your life. The church, the historical Gold Marriage Pioneer Cemetery or graveyard on the curb. So tell me the name of the black folks that you know who own land in Hope Sound, or Gomez, Fruta, or the Hammock, the bottom of the backwoods. Well, the ones who own land that I know of is the Petways, the Prestons, the Whites. And that would be you? Who yes. Would be the White? That was my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think of who else. There's quite a few people that had property here that they farmed, but all the Glovers. The uh, Sam Glover and his family, they, they also was farmers, but I think they was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they was uh, growing fruit, if, if uh, I'm not mistaken. They was Let's get back fruit. to the White family. Uh, so they had, they farmed, so where did they farm, and what did they grow, and how did they acquire the land that they farmed on? Well, I'm not too sure about uh, my family, how they got from land back there. I know they still, the land is still back there, which is still owned by my cousins now, which uh, lived in my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. They the one owned it. But, uh, the Wickersons. The Wickersons, yeah. Now. I don't remember, I was too far, it's too far back for me to remember what my family did uh, grow back there. Can't remember. Did they live on the farm, or did they live here in town, or did they No, just they, they lived here in town. They didn't live here. They lived right on Alamander Avenue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you didn't know what they grew. No, I didn't. Did you know if there were any Indians living in and around Hope Sound when you grew up as a child? And if they, you knew if they <coughs> were buried anywhere around here? From what I gather, we have Indian blood in us. I don't know what side it's from. I don't, I don't think it's from my mother's side because my mother, it, it, I think it was from my father's side, had the Indian Cherokee in it, I think, because my mother, their family is from Georgia. Okay. They came here in 1926. Mm -hmm. So what part down. of Georgia did they come from? Uh, Thomasville. Thomasville, Georgia. Okay. 
Uh, now, when when you were born, you were born in Hope Sound. Hope Sound. Okay. Was it was you a midwife born, or did you, was you born in a hospital? Midwife born. Midwife. The first black kid was born in Martin Memorial Hospital with my sister in 1940. Okay. He was the first black kid born in that hospital. Okay. Uh, so you were born in, 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 at home. Did at you, home. Did they ever told you who your nanny was that born you here? No. You didn't know. Okay. Okay, Mr. Howard, do you, do you have other siblings other than you and your sister that you spoke of? My brothers. I have two brothers, Darlin' Frank, and I got one sister that's living with Peggy. Okay, your sister that's dead, what would her name have been? Gloria. Gloria. Okay. So in order of the of the birth of the kids, they would be, who would be the oldest? Donald. Donald. And then after Donald is? Frank. No, Donald, Harold, Frank, Jean, and Peggy. Okay. Can you tell me something about them? A little bit, if you can remember anything about them. If, if you want to start out with Donald. Donald's my oldest brother. He lives up in uh, Hope Sound, North Hope Sound. Mm -hmm. And he lived in, uh, he moved out of Florida uh, at a young age. Most of his life he stayed in Connecticut, in New Haven, Connecticut. He did a tour uh, in the U.S., in the, in the Army, and he was in Korea, and he stayed uh, in the Army about two and a half, three years. And then uh, next was me. Uh, well, we lived in New York for a while. Then we first, I mean, we lived in Hope Sound, from Hope Sound to Daytona Beach, from Daytona Beach to New York. And after New York, uh, I went in the service and moved back to Hope Sound in 1955. And my brother Frank, he mostly stayed in after he, he moved back to New, moved back to Hope Sound from New York, he remained in Hope Sound the rest of his life. And Jean, my sister Gloria, they stayed in Connecticut, uh, Stamford, Connecticut. That's where she stayed for a long time before she moved back. And my sister Peggy, she moved in the Bronx, in New York, for about 40 years, and she's still there. Uh, Howard, did you know, what was your mother's maiden name? That's what I was asking the question. Scott. Scott. Okay, did you know your grandparents? No, only my grandmother. Okay. I never did know my grandfather. And that was on your mom's side? Mom's side, side on yeah. On your mom's side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know that, okay, did you know what, okay, you, you told me that, your grandmother. <clears throat> Do you know what your grandmother's maiden names would have been? No. Do you have any ancestors, you said, uh, from the Caribbean islands, the Bahamas, Cuba, Mexico, or from any other where place? No. No, no, neighbor, no. Okay. But you did say that you assumed that your family had some Indian. Yes. But you mm -hmm. got that. You on know, my father's side. On your father's side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you think that would be the reason that they might have had that laying out back of town? I don't think so. Okay. I think they both the land for purpose for farming. Do you know why your family came to Hope Sound and to live? No, I don't. Okay. And if, when they came here from Thomas in Thomasville, mm -hmm. did you know if they came by car or did they come because they had friends or family down here? You don't have no connection about that at all? No, uh, I never did know why they moved to Florida. Because yeah. it's right there, like Thomasville, it's like right across the state line there from Tallahassee, you know, I, you know, to just to get to Florida. We was assuming that they must have had some good reason or they knew someone down here that they followed. Could have, but I, I can't say. Okay. Um, have you ever had your DNA done? No. No, okay. So that would not lead to any family stuff. Because a lot of people now, are doing DNA so they can find out where their families were. Has your family lived 
anywhere else in the United States, which you already have told me. What did your parents do for a living before they came to Hopetown? Do you don't know? No, I don't. Okay, so what did your mom do when she came to Hopetown? What kind of work did she do? Oh, uh, she did work on Jupiter Island as a housemaid. Okay. Now, your dad, uh, did he, did you know him enough to know what he did for work? No. My father passed when I was five years old. No, I never, never did know anything about my father. So that's probably why you don't know a whole lot about the, the, the whites, you know, yeah. the family of the whites. Okay. So your mom worked Jupiter Island, and um, she did not own a business or anything, so she did a lot of just domestic work. Yes, the whole family did. The, my mother and her mother also. Mm -hmm. Now, did your mom grow up here, too, in Hope Town? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know what your grandmother's name would have been? I don't know her name before she got married, no. But it, my mother, when my grandmother moved down here in Florida in 1926, my mother was born in 1911. So therefore, my mother was about 15 when she moved down here. Okay. Now, did they own the land here that they lived in the houses in Hope Sound when they, when they, um, when they moved here? Did they own the land where their houses were? Who built their houses? Did they have Jim Walter build them? Oh, no. The houses that they were living in, they they had carpenters here in Hope Sound, like Mr. George Walker. They had black carpenters here. Mm -hmm. George Walker. Uh, it was maybe George Blatch. Mm -hmm. There was about three different black carpenters that they had in Hope Sound that did, did all the building for the blacks. Okay. And some of the people build their own, their own homes. Sometimes, uh, when a person I know from one family there, they just seen a spot that they liked, and they went and built a house there. Mm -hmm. Didn't buy the property, and they just went and took the land and built the house, mm -hmm. right, right down behind your church, mm -hmm. right behind the graveyard. Right. That's. They just, just went and built them a house there. So when they was buying this, when they was people were had land here in Hope Sound, where were they? How was they acquiring this land? Was they buying it from somewhere, or did they was sale signs put on the property and they knew to buy it? The land was owned by the Reeds. Mm -hmm. The Reeds owned the whole Hope Sound. That's where we was buying all the property from. The lots was very, very cheap. Okay. Do you know about how much they were selling those lots for back in the days? Yeah. Uh, a lot was one. A 25-foot lot was running twelve dollars, and a 50-foot by a hundred was running fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. That was probably like twenty-four dollars in the early sixties, right? Back before, before that. that yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the, the Reeds would sell you the property, and then you would build a house on that property. Yes. You would acquire the land to build a house. Mm -hmm. So did most people own their own homes or did was people renting homes here back in those days? Just about everybody owned their own homes. The only place that they had a, a, a rental place was they had a place over on Date Street. They had a rental house there which was built by Mr. Turner, the guy that owned the grocery store there. Mm -hmm. He had a, a little apartment house there. And then Ulysses Cobb had a apartment house on Alamanda, where next to where my uncle Pap used to stay, mm -hmm. there was an apartment there, okay. a room, in, you know, where you just went, could rent, rent a room. Okay, we're gonna back up since you mentioned about an uncle Pap. Do you, do you know how many uncles and aunts that you would have had on your dad's side? On my dad's side. Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't want to. Okay. Can you name any of them? Alfonso, mm -hmm. Warren, Ernest. That's about it. 
Are they living now? Are no, they, they're, they're all dead. They're all dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have aunts on your dad's side? Yes. Do you, can you name them for me? Willie Lee, Stella, Rosalie. That's about it. Okay. So it was pretty big families back then. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to conquer that because I heard you say about your uncle. So on your mom's side, did you have aunts? And they all lived in Hope Sound, all of those guys. Yeah, all lived in Hope named. Sound, yeah. Now on your mom's side, what was the name of her aunts and uncles? That, I mean, your aunts and uncles on, your, on their side. My mom? On your mom's side. I don't, I don't know none of them. She, she, was, she was the only child? No, she wasn't the only child. She had brothers. She had a brother named Francis. She had one named Clarence. And she had one sister named Gladys. She had another sister named Mildred. She had another brother named... Yeah, just Francis, Clarence. Mildred and Gladys. Okay, well, so Probably. those sisters that you named, they all lived here in Hope Sound? Yes. At one time. What kind of work did they do? They all did the domestic work all on Jupiter Island. Okay. But <clears throat> then a lot of times they would have a job down at Camp Murphy, okay. the Army Camp. Mm -hmm. That's where my mother met my stepfather back in 1941. That's where a lot of the people in Hope Sound worked. Besides Jupiter Island, they worked down at Camp Murphy. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a lot of... Well, tell me what Camp Murphy was. Camp Murphy was, um, was the camp where that housed soldiers. They, had, they hired soldiers down there. That's where all the soldiers used to stay. Mm -hmm. Was there a war going on or anything that they had that Camp Murphy there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember hearing about what war it was? Only thing I could remember is at nighttime you couldn't have the lights on. The lights had to be off. Hmm. The lights had to be off. Okay. And you have to, we had kerosene lights and we didn't have any electricity. Mm -hmm. And I remember the year 1943, it was when, it, it, this was during the war. Mm -hmm because the whole Hope Sound shook that night. And the next morning, we found out that the Germans had torpedoed an American supply ship right out here at the public beach. Mm -hmm. You could look out there and maybe a couple of miles off, you could see it. Mm -hmm. And the blacks weren't allowed to go on that beach. They had the black beach, they used to call it Nigger Beach, up at the north end and the white beaches were here. Right. But I'll never forget, my, me and my brother Frank, we went in there. I was five and he was four. We walked all the way over there. Mm -hmm. And these guys that got in the rowboat and they rowed out to the boat and they was blowing it up with all kinds of supplies. They had cigarettes, you name it. They had a supply ship, so they had everything on there. And uh, that was one thing that I really could remember way back that was during the war. That was during the war. Mm -hmm. And they sunk it. They, they sunk after it. they emptied it, they, yeah. after they got all the goods off. Did they, give, did they give the blacks any of those supplies from that ship? Well, if you went out to the beach and picked up what you wanted, Oh, yeah. they bought it and just put it on the shore? No, it just floated. The, oh, okay. It just floated in. Okay. But the ones that went out in the boat, they took it all, took it all home with them. Mm -hmm. It was some of everything you could name, cigarettes, you shoes, tobacco, cereal, everything. That's interesting. Thank you, Mr. White, for that. I need to ask you one more question here about in this family stuff. Now, you said that the homes were built by people. Individual people built the homes. Yeah. So did, there, was there any company homes being built through here? Did a builder come and build company <coughs> homes? Oh, the oh, first company home was built by the Reeds mm -hmm. in 19... 50. Mm -hmm. I think it was 1950. They built 19 homes here. You, most of them still Most around. of them are still here, all except one. Mm -hmm. 
uh, two bedrooms and three bedrooms. The mortgage was on the two bedroom was seven dollars a month. Wow. The three bedrooms it was twelve dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And the reason was so nice to the families if they made twelve payments in a row, without missing a payment, they would knock off a year. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. So those were those houses were only given to people who worked on the island, or were they given to people who anybody that applied for them? Only Hope Sound people. Yeah. Only but they had Hope to be Sound. working on the island. Yeah. Okay. They had to now, be working. those are the first houses with inside toilets. Mm -hmm. We had every house here was outside, right. all outside toilets. Okay. So we're going to get back to one more question in this area. Now, did you visit Fruta at all? Up on the highway where they used to call fruit or that area? Very seldom. Mm -hmm. Very seldom. That was a long way to walk. Yeah. We didn't have no bicycles. Okay. We had to walk everywhere we went. Right. Yeah, but you probably went to Gomez. Yeah. And the Hammock. You didn't go up to the Hammock. No. That would be almost like fruit, huh? How about it? the McLean quarters? Do you know anything about the McLean quarters? The McLean quarters are owned by a black family. All up in the Gomez area was all black. Mm -hmm. Even over on Gomez mm -hmm. Avenue, all that was owned by, owned black by blacks, yeah. Did you know any of those people that lived over in that area? The Hollands, which was my cousins, mm -hmm. they they uh, had a place over on the back street mm -hmm. over there. Yeah, did you know of anybody else that like lived on the riverside, that lived along the river mm -hmm. in your time? No. No, you didn't know anybody? That lived along the river. They didn't. They lived on the riverside, but they didn't live next to the river. They was mostly to close to the road. Yeah. Do oh. you know anybody else that lived up in there? Which other in the name of any other families that lived along that? You, you had the McLeans, and you had the you had the McLeans, and you had the Hollands, and I forget who else they had up there. Okay. Now, the McLean quarters was like right there where the, that graveyard is right now, where the graveyard is. Was that the McLean's no, quarters? No, it's McLean quarters up further, up further. So on, up on Gomez? Yeah. Is it where the McLean quarters were that mm -hmm. you knew of as the McLean quarters? Do you know of any of the name of the people, the McLean's that lived there? No. You didn't know any of those? Okay. So now we're going to go talk about the segregation, which we already hit some of that with your conversation which you already talked about the beach and where it mm. was and where we went to the beach and how you did. Um, the, um, who would you consider leaders back in the time when you grew up here in Hope Sound? You know, people that you say they kind of like was people went to them when there was a problem <coughs> or when they needed to have something done and they felt like this person could help them get it done. Mm. Would you still consider maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna because I know a little bit. Would you consider Mr. Bartley a leader? Rufus Bartley. Okay. Yeah, Rufus Bartley. Uh, Richard McPhee. Mm -hmm. And Rufus Bartley. Rufus, Richard McPhee. Mr. Turner. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mr. Richard McAfee and Mr. Rufus Bartley, were they here when you was a child? Yeah. They mm -hmm. was here when you was a child. Now, their basic employment was Jupiter Island? Yes. They basically was. So the people on Jupiter Island kind of respected those guys from the, from the Banner Lake area. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know who would have been people in Gomez that people would have gone to? I know Gomez is kind of out of your domain, but I want to ask these questions because it makes me feel like I needed to see what, what you yeah, know about Back them. in the day, Gomez and Hope Sound was like two different towns, like mm -hmm. uh, the Haslam's, mm -hmm. the Haslam's, uh, there was very popular people there. So Harold, when you when you was here, you said you came back 
the hometown. How old was you? You was already had been to the Navy, been to the um, Marine. Marine. So you didn't go to high school here. No. You didn't go to school here. So you wouldn't know about the segregation of the schools here in Florida. No. In Martin County. No. So that's something that I don't have to ask you because I think you made that pretty clear that you came back here after you had done your time in the service. Uh, so when you came back, did you do any sports or anything around Hope Sound? Did you play baseball or anything? I played baseball one year, but uh, I didn't too much care about baseball. All the rest of my family lo loved to play baseball. My, I loved to play golf. That's what I did. I okay. played golf. Okay. But uh, my brother Frank, he was the, he was a baseball player. Mm -hmm. Don, he was a ba he he played baseball too. But uh, I never did so play you, too good. Okay, so when you came back to Hope Sound, I'm gonna jump around. I'm jumping around because you. We, we're kind of doing a little flip-flop here. Uh, what kind of work did you do when you first came back here? When I first got out of the Marine Corps in 1955, I went over to the Jupiter Island Club, and I talked with Mrs. May Kang, and that's uh, I just got out of service. I was looking for a job, and she was the lady that runs the linen room over there, and she hired me right then. And I worked from 1955 in 1997 on that same place. But you didn't always work in the linen room? No, I got, after the linen room, I first started in the pastry, pastry shop. Mm -hmm. That was before uh, 55. I remember working in the pastry shop, but I can't remember when it was. But my, I started steady in 1955, and after I, Worked there about maybe four years. Then I got a job down at the golf house at the locker room. After one of my friends had that job, he he got killed in a car accident, and I took over that job and I worked that job for the rest of the time I was there. Till nineteen ninety seven. Ninety seven. Wow, that's a long time, Harold. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't play sports, but you played golf. Now, yeah. was that a sport that most of the black people played, or was that something that, that yeah. you did? Yeah, we had a lot of blacks that played golf around here, but you see, at that time, we had a golf course in Martin County, and Martin County was segregated then. We had to, be, we, we had to tee off early. In order to play the second nine, you had to be to complete the first nine by 8 o'clock. If you don't complete the first nine by eight o'clock, then you can't play the back nine. You got to play, you got to finish, you got to be finished the first nine by eight o'clock so you can tee off on the second nine. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you That was probably so that the, that the white people wouldn't see y'all guys out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so it was quite a few guys that played, that played golf. Yes. Well, that mm -hmm. was a sport that, you know, we all tend to think that golf only became very good in no, the, in we, the we, 80s and all. We, no, no, we played golf. We a lot of guys that played golf. And you think that they played golf because of working around the golf? Caddies. Caddies? I'm okay. caddies, yeah. A lot of caddies. Um, so you played golf as a sport. That was your sport that you played. So there was other black guys from Hope Sound that played. Did it, any of the whites ever come out and play with you, even though you had to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning? No. Or 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever time you got there? No. No. Okay, so y'all played mm -hmm. by yourself. Do you remember what years that was back when you went to Martin County and played? Mm. Was it in the 50s or the early 60s? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, next I'm going to ask, did you get married and have a family? Got married in 1957. Okay. How many kids did you have, Mr. Wright? Three. Okay. Are they still around here, living in Hope Sound? No. Uh, two of them, one of them passed. Oh, four kids. I forgot the last one. That was <laughs> I got four kids. My oldest one passed. And I got 
two living in North Carolina and one living in Georgia. Okay. Okay. And you had a wife, and she you and uh, she she met you met her. Uh, I met her in Fishers Island. Okay. Hmm? So give me a little bit about how you got to Fishers Island. Well, all the, most of the employees that worked at the Jubilee Island Club in the wintertime, they went to Fishers Island to work in the summertime. They just switched backwards and forwards from Fishers Island back to Hope Sound, from Hope Sound to Fishers Island. That's how a lot of people here in Hope Sound, men, got their wives on Fishers Island because a lot of the women from that worked on Fishers Island was from South Carolina or North Carolina, and they was going to North to Fishers Island to work during the summer, and that's how Benjamin Miller, me, uh, Roebuck, two or three more people met their wives on Fishers Island. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next question I wanted to ask you was. Um, Black businesses here in Hope Sound and, and that you knew of. Do you can you name off a few black businesses <coughs> that you would have patronized? Rich, you had uh, Richard Scott Masonry. Mm -hmm. You had George Blatch Masonry, building. You had. Uh, you mean way back and now, up no, to date? Way back. Or way back. Then you had uh, Richard Scott, George Bletch, uh, you had the Pressers, which was farming. You had the Petways, which was farming. That was a, I, I would call that a business. And uh, you had Mr. Thomas Turner. He had a grocery store over here on date. You had Barshaw. James Lockett, he had a grocery store on Bridge Road. He had Mrs. Uh, Baker, had a little grocery store on Bridge Road. You had Louise Davis, she had the Yak Shack on Bridge Road and Florida Boulevard. Then you had Henry Watson. They had a little restaurant on the corner of Bridge in Florida. Then they had a little apartment building where they had upstairs. Then you had Jesse Martin, the Duke up in. Then you had David Miller, the Starlight Gardens down on Bridge Road. And the grocery store. Then they had the laundromat down on Begonia. I don't, I, do you remember the laundromat? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was one of the few going to mention. I was going to tell you, that was, name off some more businesses. And, okay. And, and right down from the laundromat, there was another guy they called Sky. He had a place there where he used to, it was just a place he used to sell uh, them uh, where you shave that ice and, you know, where you. Ices. Okay, did we have any gas stations or anything in Hope Town? We or? had one gas station over right here on the corner of uh, uh, Brother Wilson. Mm -hmm. He had the gas station right did there. Did we have beauticians and anybody that fixed hair? We had one barber shop over on Alamanda. We didn't have a I don't. Rem I can't remember a beauty, uh, beauty shop. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's leave from the businesses. I think you did a great job with that. Uh, was now the business owners all owned their own businesses. Yeah. Okay. And then everybody went there and patronized these yeah. businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today, <clears throat> in the same town, do we have any businesses now? Nothing. No. Well, we degreased, didn't we? Yeah, all the way. All the way. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, did you attend church as a child? We had to. <laughs> so you, which church did you attend? Uh, St. Matthew's, right Saint down Matthews at the end of the street. Okay. When you see kids now running the street on Sundays, you couldn't see that when we was coming up. We went to church. We didn't have but one pair of shoes, and we wore them to church on Sundays. Because when we went to school, we went to school barefooted. 
the, the shoes, the only shoes that we had was for church, and that's for, and when it got too small, they gave it to the next one to coming up. But yeah, we went to church every Sunday, every Sunday. So Harold, when you grew up here in Hope Sound, the graveyard that's here in Banner Lake now, was that graveyard here as you, when you grew up? No, it was up there on the curb. The Reeds donated that five acres of property to the Banner Lake community for the, for the cemetery. And that's as you became an adult, or was that when you was a child? No, that was before I was, I think it was back maybe in the 50s when they donated that property. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, the, that, that question is very important to me and to us as an interviewing group because we were trying to figure out about the cemeteries and about a lot of things. Um, that uh, the, the cemetery. Um, the next question I want to ask you is, you said you went to the service. Was there a war going on when you was in the service? It's right at the end of the Korean War, 1953. So you wasn't, you didn't have any combat issues there? No, okay. but uh, we was on call. My brother, here's something that uh, really, uh, shocked me when I was over in Korea. Like you almost, we were sleeping in tents, and we uh, uh, didn't have no running water. And it was just like sleeping in the field. You slept ready roll. You never did pull you. You might take a shower once a month, and 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 the shower that we had was a fifty-five gallon drum of water. And they had a fire up under it, and there's no way to regulate the temperature. Either you got scalded, <laughs> or <laughs> you, you you didn't you did you didn't take a bath. But anyway, this particular day, we was coming in from town, going and letting our hair down, and then we was passing the army truck coming back to to the base, and I said. I looked on the back of that army truck. I said, I said, that looked like my brother back there. So I told the lieutenant, I said, hey, lieutenant. I said, that army truck right there. I said, I think that's my brother on the back of that truck. I ain't seen Don in three years. He said, what? I said, yeah, pull it over. So he pulled it over. I got off the truck and went and looked back there. It was Don. Hadn't seen him in three years. Mm. That was real, real emotion. Yes, it was. I'm quite sure it was. Anyway, <clears throat> we got to talking and everything. So the lieutenant said, invite him down to spend the next weekend with you. So anyway, that week, next weekend, he came down. I found a cart, and he bumped down there with the, the weekend with me at the Marine Bay. Although the Marines don't like the Army, but they accepted him. <laughs> yes, because he was your brother. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't wow. seen him in three years. Mm. Oh, living in Hope Sound, all the way in Korea, and you run into him. Yeah. So mm. was the army segregated back in that time? Was there black army and white army? Or was this army integrated? No. When you were in the army, you were in the army. Okay. They all, you all one pump, one, one, one piece. So everybody was. Yeah. It was all integrated. The mm -hmm. whole army was integrated when you were there, when y'all was fighting in the war. But no such a thing as segregation in the army. No. <coughs> not in the Marines. Not that I know of. Yeah, okay. But when you, like you say, when you met your brother, it was, the truck was all mixed with all kind of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's interesting to know. Uh, when you grew up, I know you grew up in the time of segregation here in Hope, in Hope Sound. Yeah. Do you feel that the segregation in Hope Sound was real bad? Or did you feel like people you knew that was white was trusty? Uh, did you feel that they hated y'all, hated you? Or did you feel like y'all was like one big family? Well, let me tell you. When uh, MacArthur, now Harry MacArthur is one of the best white men you ever want to meet in your life. His daddy was the opposite, wasn't he? You, you couldn't go, that's where the bus station was at, you couldn't go in there uh, 
to sit down and wait for the bus, you had to go out to that outside window to buy your ticket. You had to wait outside for the bus to come. I don't care if it was storming. You had to wait outside to catch that bus. And But uh, Mr. McArthur, he was very pretty, but his son is altogether different. He's Harry's one of the most loveliest guys you ever want to meet. Now, the family that I didn't like, they, was, they used to pick on us all the time because a lot of times when we'd be walking, going across to the beach, the Griffin family, mm -hmm. they would be on the back of the truck and they'd be throwing stuff at you. They'd be throwing tomatoes and stuff at you. <laughs> they didn't like you, but another guy that liked us a lot was Jackie Carpenter. He lived in the backwoods, and Jackie Carpenter, on the white boy, used to come out here and play with us all the time. He was just like one of us. He was the only black white boy that come out here and play with us. But when you used to go out to St. Orange grocery store, St. Orange, when you buy, ask for something to buy, he asked if it's for the Jupiter Island, is it for you? Two different prices, you see. But St. Orange, he was, he was all right. Mm -hmm. He was, he was. So was you, was you able to shop in the, inside the store at St. Orange, or did you? Yeah, yeah, you, you go in there and get what you wanted, and that, and, and, and that was it. You couldn't sit over to the drinking fountain, to the soda fountain, and, and drink a soda or nothing. You get you go get your corn ice cream and get out, but you couldn't, you couldn't sit out in there. Uh, there was other stores over there. Did you feel prejudice at the other stores that was in the uh, downtown area, Hope Sound? Well, all of them was prejudice, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, really push it. Mm -hmm. They didn't really treat you. They, they didn't, they didn't treat you bad. Yeah. No, they didn't really. They, they respected you. Right. So if you didn't have money and you went to the store, did they let y'all buy stuff on yeah. credit? Yeah. They would give you credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that's that's interesting because that um, sometimes you just don't have money. Like we have credit cards now. You use, but. Back in the old day, I know that people had what we call putting it on the books. Yeah, putting it on the book. But yeah, they would say no just credit you. Okay. Um, so we picked your adult life. We talked about the community. So are you have anything else you want to put in, tell us about you, your life here in Hope Sound up until up until like now that would be uh, striking as history? Well, uh, I put it this way, uh, I was born here and, I was, and I'm still here and I was planning on, and I ain't, I'm not planning on leaving. Okay, I have one more question I want to ask. When you're growing up here, I know you left when you was five, when you came back to Hope Sound, when you was from the service, was that Banner Lake Club there at that time? Yeah, the Banner Lake Club was there. Banner Lake Club was built in 1933. Oh, that's that old. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that Banner Lake Club was built by Mr. Barstow from Jupiter Island. Right. The reason Mr. Barstow <coughs> built that club was for the employees that worked on Jupiter Island to all the people's homes. He built that for an entertainment center. So, like, every Sunday, they used to have a, a dance up there. They had a ladies band called the Sweetheart of Rhythm. Mm. And the ladies, they would have a, have a show. I don't know if you, you probably won't, you never pay attention to it, but you got the ladies bathroom over here, mm -hmm. you got the men's bathroom over here. Now, on the left side, there used to be a door that leads from the ladies bathroom to the stage. The men's bathroom, there was, mm -hmm. But they don't close it all in. That's when they would have their acts, you know, and they would come out, to, you know, the singers would come out, they'd get dressed up and they'd come through there and they would come out on the stage. It was, it was real, real nice. But that's why the, that is there because Mr. Barstow built that for the people over here, that, that, the people that worked on Jupiter Island, the blacks, to have a place to go on the weekend. Okay, so you, you feel like that that the, the that club, the Banner Lake Club, was built there for for black entertainment. That's so what that it was built for. So people come from other areas to, yeah. to sing and do acts in there. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like famous people would come and, and and stop off. Do you know any other famous people that 
uh, might have gone to that Banner Lake Club? No, because see, we were small. Yeah. And we used to have to sneak and <laughs> peep and, yeah. and, and get away from there. We was, no, we didn't hang around there too much. Didn't hang around the club. Because we were living right across the street, right where the, where the hell am I? Right where the parking lot is for the church. Mm -hmm. We That's where our house was at right there. Okay. The house was on the front and the toilet was in the back. Okay, so now you live in Hopestown. Now, I want to ask, I'm backing up on what we did because it's flashing at me and I should have asked back then. Uh, your house where you live at now, you own it. Yeah. Now, who built your house where you live at now? Reliance Construction. So they, they built a lot of houses when they built yours? Well, uh, <coughs> the company that built that house, my house, Frank house, uh, my mother's house over there, and all those houses down that line, Gilbert Miller's house, one Mr. Lucius Strong with Jupiter Island had the contractor to build them houses. And uh, Frank and I and Joe Woman, we got in touch with the same person that built our houses there. What they year was that house built then? My, my house was built in 1964. Okay, because I remember that. Okay, 1964. Mortgage payment was $27 a month. I'm just going to ask you that. <laughs> mm. So what was you making back in those days when you had that mortgage payment? I was making, bringing home about $50 a week. And you had two kids to take care of and all kinds of things to do. Yep, but you know, I'll tell you one thing, you wasn't making much money, but uh, things was cheap. Mm -hmm. Things was cheap back in the day. I'll never forget, I'll never forget uh, one, one uh, I got paid, I got paid that Friday. Nothing for me to do was stop by Dickie Boy's Barbershop in the back there where they had the crap game. This was before I moved in my house. This was Nellie and I was renting a trailer from Henry Watson. Mm -hmm. Nothing for me to do but stop to that crap game. I lost my whole paycheck. <laughs> now, Henry Watson want his money. You can't pay him no later than Monday for that week, $12 a week for rent. Now, Nellie believed in paying that health insurance and life insurance every week. That was another $12. Then I used to borrow Frank's car to go to Stewart to get groceries up to Figley Wigley. Lost the whole paycheck. Now, what am I going to do? I go to Frank. Frank always kept him a couple of dollars. I say, Frank, let me have $30. He said, I got to have it back next week. Because I got to pay the car payment. I said, okay. Now, next week, come, I give him the $30. I ain't got but 18 more dollars left. <laughs> got to pay him and Watson 12 for them. He ain't got but six left. It took me three months. Wow. Three months to get back straight again. So I always remember never mess up nothing. The money that you got to pay a bill for, pay that bill first. So I want to ask you, because I, I personally know that you like to have cars back in the day. Do you remember how much the first car you bought cost? Yeah. The first car I ever owned was a 56 uh, Ford, $2,800. Mm -hmm. $2,800. Did you buy that car brand new? Brand new. Mm -hmm. Finance man came and got it three months later. <laughs> <laughs> Payments were 86 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it didn't stop you. It didn't stop you. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay, so I think I probably got most of the stuff I need, did, need to ask you because you didn't go to school here, so that cuts out a lot of questions. Oh, was... Was your father and your mother, was they married? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, where were they buried? Where was your father buried? Do you have any my, idea? Up on the curb? My father was buried on the curb. My mother's down here. Okay. So that... The that, only one who could tell me where my father's buried grave is Dickie Boy. And he's not here now? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that
Okay, Mr. White, I sure appreciate you for doing this interview with us today. If we feel like there's something else, I can always find you and ask you again. So I really appreciate you for doing this. I appreciate being here. I'm glad you all asked me to come. I wish I could, my memory was back, go back a little further, but once you turn 45, you know, uh, you just you start losing your memory. But I do have some, some stuff that, uh, that I have oh, that from the Jupiter Island from way back, some printouts from the newsletters and stuff that they did of me over there, if you'd like to use them towards that or anything. Okay, yeah. Oh, I know one more question I want to ask you while we got the camera going. The railroad houses that was along Bridge Road, along, along Dixie Highway. Yeah. Did, you, did those people consider themselves a part of Banner Lake? No, they would call them the section houses, and uh, they they used to work to on they worked, used to work on the railroad. Mm -hmm. Now the, those houses are in the back back here. Mm -hmm. So did y'all did you familiarize yourself with any of those people that lived on this in the section houses? No, they used to come over to Miss Jess's and on uh, you know and drink with the people. Uh -huh. Did they ever eventually give up that living and move into our town? Or they all stayed with the railroad? I think they stayed with the railroad. They had one guy that that lived over here. They called him Sex, Sex and Jack. But the rest of them, they, after that, they, uh, that disappeared, they, they, they left town. Okay. Okay. But that's where the, uh, all the trains used to stop over there. And right. they, the Diamond used to pick them up and take them to Jupiter Island. Mm -hmm. What kind of guy was Mr. Diamond? Good man. Mm -hmm. Mr. Diamond was a great man. Mm -hmm. Was you able to like go in and talk to him in his business, or would you have to stand at the door? You could go in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did people utilize his services as a taxi person? No, oh, that's the only taxi service he used for to pick up from the railroad station in the Jupiter Island. Or he used to take people to different places, but for us just to get a taxi, uh, Joe Dame had the taxi business Davis, here. I'm trying to get to. Thank mm -hmm. you. Okay, Mr. Joe uh, Dames. Had a taxi service, so people. Joe Dame had a taxi. His son Butt had a taxi. The whole William, all of them had my taxi. So the Dame's family was into the taxi. Yeah, okay. self-made taxi. Been they, <laughs> they, they get them a little stick and put taxi on it. You take you everywhere you want to go. Okay. Didn't have no kind of license or nothing. <laughs> but you know, it was transportation mm -hmm. to take people wherever they wanted to go. Okay. Well, thank you again, Mr. White, for your interview. Appreciate it. Okay, we'll stop. Okay. I wish my memory was much better. No, I, I kind of got off key because we didn't go to school. I didn't know what to do, you know. Was that? Yeah, but see, <coughs> when I started back in school, it was, uh, it, it wasn't nothing. I, uh, I might have went to school here maybe six months. Mm -hmm. But you, you definitely, you were gone. My mom was a teacher, but she was. You ever go to the Little Pearl down there? Huh? You ever go to the Little Pearl? Yeah. Because I, I heard a whole bunch of those big time that came up there. Oh, yeah. I was a, I was a boy. You know, I drove down the street. Yeah, yeah.